This is George. And this is Donna. And this, this is Currently with George and Donna. Donna. Hello, babies. Hi, babies. We are doing an episode of Currently while also being filmed. You got to tune in to listen. Stop the recording now. I'm still smiling. Stop the recording now. <laughs> okay, good. You got the smile at the end? I don't know if I got it. I think so. Okay. But anyway, I was just I was just recording a little snippet to put on my personal Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Facha book. Facha book. The Facha book. The Facha book. Um, uh, so you can promote it, get the yes. word out. Yes, sir. Um, um, we need to go viral because we got bills to oh, pay. Oh, snap. I don't know if I could take it. I could take it. I don't know if my health insurance covers <laughs> that. But um, boom, psh. All right. Well, that's it <laughs> for tonight, guys. Uh, if that's where we're starting, that's where we're ending it. Oh, Lord. That's oh, the cheesiest joke. No, seriously. Uh, we need to go viral because we got a kind of a big deal coming up. And it would be nice to... um. <sighs> to be known, I guess you'd say, when we go there, because it's like the thing that's known most around the world, probably yes. more than McDonald's, more than Burger King, more than Coca-Cola. I think people know Disney. <gasps> Disney World! More than they know anything, right? We're going to Disney World. Yes. It's coming up. So, we want to talk a little bit about our past Disney experiences. I'm sure we'll do one after Disney experience, but we'll talk about... What our past ones, and then what we're looking forward to now. Yes. Let me bring you back. Bring us back. To 1983. 1983. Oh, to be young again. Yeah. So, as some of the babies... The Obama was, administration was in full swing. Oh, Lord. Um, you, you don't know your history. I, I don't know my history and or my politics. No, you don't. Anyways, um, the... Disney World opened in 1971. However, I was not born until 1980. Giving away my age, babies. But anyways, um, 1983 was my first trip to Disney World. I went with my Aunt Libby and my mom and my uh, other Aunt Diane and my cousins. And... My Aunt Libby was always hip to the, like, latest and greatest vacations, and she always brought us to, like, to the coolest places. So she brought us there for the first time in 1983, and every one of us just fell. Like, all, me and my sister and all of my cousins just immediately fell in love, complete in love with Disney, completely head over heels, over the top, in love. Um, I will share that there's one ride that even at three years old I knew was boring, the Jungle Cruise. Mm. And my Aunt Libby will tell this story all the time until she, one of us is dead. Um, she'll tell the story about how she tried to bring me on the Jungle Cruise when I was three years old. And I cried and cried and cried the entire time in line. Mm -hmm. And she swore that she would never bring me back to Disney World ever again. But guess what? She brought me back like two years later. <laughs> <laughs> but even at three years old, I was like, you know what? This ride sucks. <laughs> This is going to be a stupid ride. Do they still have that ride? They still have the jungle. You've been on the jungle. See how much it's memorable? You don't even remember it. Yeah. But they still have it. It's a classic. And let me just say, before anybody writes me a letter, 
Mark Wahlberg. Um, I like the Jungle Cruise now because it's a bit of nostalgia. I don't like it because it's amazing. I don't like it because it's thrilling. I like it because it's nostalgic. Um, yeah, so three years old was my first trip. I went again at five years old. I had a picture that I loved with Chippendale, mm. but that was destroyed in Hurricane Katrina, so I no longer have it. But I used to look at that picture when random, I was little. Random. Random. <laughs> That's to, another episode. That's a whole other episode. I used to look at that picture of me and Chippendale when I was younger and be like, this is an awesome picture of me. <laughs> like, I had this cool little Epcot hat on. Aww, and I was like, I, oh, I love this these. picture. This is a great picture of me. I used to think that when I was like six. Like, oh, this picture rocks. I love this. I, look at my I, outfit. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got it right. I did it. I made it. Look at me. No matter what I've done in the past, <laughs> I have this picture. No matter what I've done in the past, look at me rocking it in 1985. <clears throat> me, Chippendale. This is awesome. I'm going to have this picture forever. Don't have it anymore. But anyway, so when I was five, I went when I was seven. I went when I was nine. I went when I was 11. I went when I was 14. I went when I was 15. I, w- I went so much to Disney. Uh, like, I think I've been to Disney, like, maybe s- 16 times. That's not a lot compared to how many times my cousins have been. Yeah, they go six but times a year. it's quite a bit. Um, I've been quite a bit. And I got to share with George when we first got together the, why he should go. Yeah. Let me take you back to 1988. Little George. Was four years old. Four years old. No, let me take you back to 1991. <laughs> you, re- you realized you were going to be four, only four years old? <laughs> I can't remember what happened okay. last year. Okay. Um, let me take you back to 1991. George, in the little room, sees the commercial for Disney. As any kids, they market it and make it so that your life goal at seven years old is to go to Disney. Right. There I am. Me and my brother and my father's in there in the little room. And we beg, Let's, can we go to Disney one year? He goes, yes, we will go to Disney. Yeah. Flash forward to <laughs> 2008. <laughs> <laughs> There's been... a 17-year gap there. <laughs> There's a 17-year gap. My father's nowhere to be found. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. I am uh, <laughs> engaged. We're engaged. We're yes, we got to... engaged at the end of that yeah. year. Um, you take me to Disney. So Donna stepped in <laughs> in the nick of time uh, and took me to Disney. Like I said, from the moment we started dating, I always want to be the father you never had. <laughs> I said, Daddy. <laughs> and I said, yes, son. So, so... Um, <laughs> I have two memories about that, get, get gearing up for that. First, we spent Christmas um, at your mom's house, and it was like the kind of Christmases where there's a lot of presents because she buys a lot of stuff. Oh, we, we'll have a Christmas episode, but my mom goes, <laughs> my mom goes, you ever saw that movie, I mean, that show Supermarket Sweep back in the day <laughs> where there's somebody just gets let loose in the supermarket <laughs> and they just grab everything they can find in sight? No, but you explained it. <laughs> this, the, <laughs> It's one of those shows where the name says it all. <laughs> Supermarket Sweep. Well, my mom, my mom lives every Christmas like she's in the show Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> she can't pass up a good she deal. She can't pass it up, y'all. Uh, this tell ring is 70% off. 
<laughs> mama, mama, do you do you want a toe ring? Well, no, but it's on sale. Seventy percent off. Maybe you want it. No, mama, I don't wear toe rings, but I'm gonna get it anyway. I'll get it for your sister Tina. She wear a toe ring. <laughs> <laughs> what size is that? <laughs> it's like an XXXL. <laughs> it just slips on my sister's thumb on and off. It's supposed to be a toe ring. <gasps> oh my god! But um um. <laughs> Your uh, niece and nephew yes. get a gift, and they open it up, and it is tickets to freaking Disney World. Now, I go back to my eight-year self, and that dude loses his mind, you know, internally. <laughs> Your eight-year-old self loses yeah, his yeah. mind? Uh, uh, and then I look around and go, Papa? He's nowhere uh, to be found. Uh, <laughs> this is a really sad episode currently. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> This is a really sad episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not crying, y'all. He's laughing. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, and they just kind of I guess they've been to Disney so much, they they weren't, yeah, my weren't niece, my niece really excited were, about it. They were kind of like me, like they grew up going to Disney. Yeah, so I would have lost my mind. And uh, you know, I'm hoping that you know I get Christmas yet, but we decide we're gonna join them. For when they go. Yeah, so, and so so they got the Disney tickets for Christmas. George <laughs> watches their reaction and they're just like, Oh, thanks, Mama, for getting this, this. And that's it. And George's like, What? They got Disney tickets. Oh my god. Like, what? They go to Disney. So we so so I'm like, slow your roll, cowboy. Like we can just join them and buy some tickets and go with them. So we went with them the following year. Yeah, we went with them and I wasn't overly hyped. I didn't have any experience. Uh, expectations. I probably had like, you know, emotions because I'm an adult. I, I, you know, it's something that you enjoy probably more when you were a kid. Right. And you probably also had some old suppressed rage yeah, about yeah. not so, being <clears throat> able to go when you were little. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit of that situation. We'll talk about that in a future episode <laughs> of Currently where we talk about therapy. Therapy, yes. <laughs> uh, And so, um, but then I go to the parks like you're really excited and i go and it is awesome even as an adult you get to enjoy it's it's just there everybody's happy everybody what's well, well, the happiest yeah. place on earth George. people are um no but it's true to the name it's just an experience and it's fun and it's hard to explain but even as an adult you get to enjoy it uh and you get wrapped it. up in the magical hype Magical hype. All of a sudden, you want like something with Mickey Mouse on your person. Anything that sparkles, you like, I, I gotta buy that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta put it on myself. You, you see people with turkey legs and you're like, yeah. A turkey leg, a turkey leg has never looked so delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know what? I am hungry. <laughs> like if somebody offered me, like if I was at my own job <laughs> on a random Thursday and it was free turkey legs in the cafeteria, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Hey, but, Johnny's cooking turkey legs in the kitchen. You want some? You're like, <laughs> You sure they're free, delicious turkey legs? No, I'm good. I brought a ham sandwich. But let somebody show you a turkey leg at Disney. Disney. It looks like the most delicious, succulent thing you have ever seen in your entire life. You have to have it. Exactly. You have to. Have to have it. Um, So that's that's one of the experiences from Disney that I remember that. Even as an adult, you get there. It's still a lot of fun. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. And so we did Star Wars stuff and we did um, uh, all the rides, you know. Some of them are are uh, not like grown up, you know, small world kind Watch of thing. Watch what you say. 
Watch what you say. <laughs> They're not grown-up brides? Watch what you say about okay. Disney. Uh, all right, Dana. If you want to get popped in the mouth, <laughs> watch what you say. Watch, watch your judgy. But you still enjoy them. Don't, don't, don't be judgy. I won't be judgy. Okay. All right. Yeah, you enjoy every single one of them because they're the most magical thing you've ever done in your entire life. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a great experience. So then we went uh, a couple more times since then. Yeah, so we did a trip ourselves. Yeah. Uh, where we just went and like uh, used my aunt's timeshare. <laughs> yeah, that thing. was really cool. Then we went with another f- uh, couple friend of ours. Yeah. Um, so and we've been, what, three times Three together? or four times together. And now like uh, I'm on my fourth time and I am on the hype train. We booked uh, tickets to go. Boop, boop, all aboard. And now I get it. Like, like, it took a little bit to get there. But now I'm like, oh, I want to experience this and that and the other thing. I'm, I'm doing research. But obviously, they opened up Star Wars Land. And that's really, I think, that has really culminated the hype. Yeah, uh, that's what sucked you in. I am all in. I booked reservations to make my own lightsaber, build a droid to go to the cantina. I am. I cannot wait to get there. And then also experience other parts of it. But you know how when you go somewhere and you're like, I'll be back and then I'll do that thing. You know, yeah. and you. that's a place where I, I feel like you actually will go back. And try out that thing. Right. And so you kind of want to maximize each time. Right. So the time before. Like the first time George and I went, they were building something called like the um, the Snow White, the like Seven Dwarfs Mine Drain. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't open yet. We were like, oh, that seems like it's going to be cool. When we went back again with our friends, it was open. Mm-hmm. And then we got to ride it and like experience like, oh, I do remember... I had us go there first when the park first opened, and we went in at the end of January, and it was cold that day. Mm-hmm. It was a blustery cold day, and we ran to the back of the park right when they opened at like nine something in the morning, and that Snow White ride line was wrapped around in so many zigzags that we still ended up waiting in line, but later that night, oh, here's a tip. Later that night... We tend to we tend to go early and stay late at yeah. whatever park we're in. We don't you gotta maximize it. Yeah, we but don't, I understand why families don't. We don't do the park hopper thing because we don't go every year. We go every three to four years at this point in our lives. So once we're getting get in a park, we're there to stay early to late the whole day because we want to see everything. Well, later that night we found that the Snow White ride had like no line. Well, because come eight thirty at night. All those parents are going with their kids to watch the parade, and then they go home. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stick around to the park's closing hours to ride these rides that the little, little kids want to ride because the kids are sleeping. Mm-hmm. They're like fighting sleep, the cranky, tired. ready to go home, ready to be pushed in their stroller, back to their resort. So here's a tip for you. The best time to ride the rides that are like kid-type, quote-unquote, kid rides, like Peter Pan's Flight or It's a Small World or Snow White's Mind Trick is late at night because you can just walk on them because all them little kids are all sleepy Mm. and going home. (laughs) Mm. Um, But yeah, I would say that the thing for you that got you hooked in lately to where you're super excited to go back has been Star Wars. Yeah, because even when we've gone, the first time there was Star Wars stuff and it's been building every single time more and more Star Wars. The last time they had just acquired Star Wars um, so they had like Star Wars Day. We went when Jen and Dave came with us. 
that was like Star Wars time there like as far as um uh, they were celebrating the acquisition of star yeah, wars right yeah. was and that they the had time like a with special them? fireworks celebration was or that something? with them yeah or, it was yeah, yeah yeah and so so that was a great experience where they played music with the star wars and fireworks and stuff like that so that was really cool but yeah i'm on the hype train big time um i want to maximize every part of it as much as i can i feel like i'm gonna have energy to do it to you know mm-hmm. to do the 12 13 hours because you can only do that i mean maybe if you go often you're able to regulate your energy level as much but yeah i fully expect that i'm gonna be tired every night and hyped every morning so here's an interesting tidbit too like we're going with my cousin and her husband they go no less than four times a year Mm -hmm. to disney Mm -hmm. so they don't get to the park until like 11 a.m., 12 noon. Yeah, they have a nice morning. They have their, their, yeah, they wake up, they have breakfast, they get to the park like midday. Then they might like leave and go to another park or they might stay the whole, the whole time, but you know, not stay till like the 9 or 10 p.m. closing time, but they might leave like 7. Well, it's because that they're always hip to the new rides. They've already done them since they go so often. But George and I gotta get there early. And we gotta stay maximize, there late yeah, stay there <laughs> to late, make sure we get see out everything. every ride. And I, I like think about things like uh, you know, there's uh, also maximizing what you do. You know, like there's long lines. So what do you do during that line? You know, so I, I plan on like bringing stuff to read or, or things. Um, there's games now. Obviously, they try to keep you entertained even the whole time you're on the line. With different, like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm reading up, like, different missions you can do for Disney, you know, at, at Star Wars line, at, at least. I don't know about the other ones. But I really want to get, like, a good feel to maximize time, to mm. really enjoy it. And um, um, There's fast passes, which uh, there's a couple things I can say about that. First of all, the idea of a fast pass is ingenious. When I was growing up. When Splash Mountain opened in, I don't know, 1990-something, your tail, if you wanted to ride Splash Mountain, your tail had to wait physically in line for the two to three hours it was going to take for you to be able to ride that ride. There was no such thing as a fast pass. There was no such thing as kind of line. Now, the only way you could do that was if someone in your party, unfortunately, had like a disability or an injury or something, was on crutches or wheelchair or something to where you can get to the front of the line. Well, now everybody knows they've instituted fast passes, which are like a blessing and a curse, <laughs> mostly blessing. But I came, I came to find out recently, like the whole getting to the front of the line, if somebody's in a wheelchair or something, doesn't work anymore. Like those people also have to get fast passes. Mm. So... Like a few years ago, one of the times that we went, it was when we were engaged. I guess it was like, what, 11 years ago mm-hmm. now? My mom was having some back problems, I remember. And so we got her a wheelchair. Well, if we were with her and she wanted to go on a particular... She didn't want to ride all the rides we wanted to. Like, she was in the wheelchair because of a back problem. So obviously, she wasn't going to ride a roller coaster. But the ones that she was going to ride, like I remember like the E.T. ride... Mm. We all just walked right onto it because it wasn't a jolty ride. It wasn't going to mess up her back. But our whole party just like walked right onto the ride because Mm. my mom had the wheelchair. Well, nowadays, 
they're like, mm-mm. Even if you have a scooter or a wheelchair or whatever, your whole party's not just going to walk right on. You come to us, we'll tell you how long the line is right now, and we'll give you a fast pass to come back into us. So if the line is two hours long right now, your disability pass will get you in two hours from now. So you can go do something else, and then two hours from now, you can walk right on the line. So it makes you wonder, like, how many people were abusing the system? Probably a lot, yeah. And, like, just pretending like they needed a wheelchair or something, and then the whole all day long, everybody would just walk on every ride. Well, I know I was going for your kneecaps, but then your mom oh, stopped Lord. me. <laughs> and I said, I, I got this ability. You don't have to do that. But, yeah. So, so now... I said, you just saved your daughter a whole lot of damage. But it makes sense, though, that they have, like least that because you got to think how many people visit disney a day like a million people a day out of those million people there's a few scoundrels in there be like look here's the plan mm-hmm. i'm in a wheelchair for the day and we don't wait in any lines you know as sad as it is i'm sure people do that would you would you consider like uh because I, this all makes me think of behind the scenes things that go on would you uh do like one of the tours for like behind the scenes i totally would yeah i'd like to i'm a disney file at heart like i love reading about anything disney like folklore and like tidbits i love reading about it all so because i grew up with disney so yeah i would do a tour like that like i hear like there's some list about staying in cinderella's castle at disney world but it's like a waiting list Mm. and it's like a select few people Mm. and you can't just like get on the list but the list is booked out like 20 years ahead Mm. or something (laughs) to be able to stay in the castle sleep in the castle overnight That's scary though, because like, what if you get on the list and you're able to sleep there? And what if you find out that everybody leaves at night? Mm. You can't get like any room service. Or, yeah, it's like, not the same. There's no thing. front desk. <clears throat> what if everybody legit leaves? But you, you still hear like Mickey laughing out there somewhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what if that's no. the part they don't tell you? Like, yeah, you can sleep in the castle overnight, but you get locked in and there's nobody here. If you need anything, you're by yourself. Well, like, what if it's like that? Yeah. You got no choice but to like run down Main Street and jump the turnstiles if you want to. And then there's no... Oh, because Disney's like a little island. The Magic Kingdom is like, there's no monorail and there's no boat. So even if you jump the tar- turnstiles, you're just in a vast parking lot. <laughs> And there's nobody to help you. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's like that? Yeah, that sounds terrifying. That does. I don't want to stay there. Oh, I do. <laughs> With everything in me, I do. Um, I guess one of like my favorite experiences was like getting uh, on a ride, <clears throat> like at night, you know, where there's uh, not a lot of people. You can redo some rides over and over. Um, um, and you know, you know, with me, I always got to save a seat for my dad. Uh, to join me. Here we go. <laughs> the attendant's always like, oh, who's this? Is somebody going to join you? And I just look at her and I'm like, yes, my papa. This is like a Ricky, and, Ricky and, Bobby in Talladega Nights yeah, where he and, leaves the ticket it for so, his dad. It slowly takes off. The ride takes off. And I just look at her with a heartbroken face on. Papa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shame. Well, Disney's all about killing off your parents. That's true. Right? Like every movie. You know what? That's so true. So get ready for that. Yeah. Every Disney movie has to kill one of the parents for some reason. Hmm. It's just like, why? Or, so like in Finding Dory, her parents didn't die, but like... 
It got sad real quick. But it got sad real quick. They they do do that to you. Uh, uh, we could talk about that. Could be a whole episode where we talk about Disney movies. Disney modus operandi. Modus operandi. But for instance, um, I don't know where we were seeing Up, the movie Up, in the mm-hmm. first minute, three minutes. I mean, they have you bawling. You go through an entire movie in bawling three minutes. Bawling in the first three minutes. So they're really good at, at uh, the heartstrings, pulling the heartstrings and stories. They need but that, you, that's what makes you connected. They need you emotionally invested to get your money. Like, ask, okay. ask Tony Robbins or any motivational speaker out there. You need to get people emotionally invested first before they will buy your book. That checks out. Or buy whatever crazy it is that you're peddling. Mm. You need them emotionally invested first for them to be hooked. So uh, soon Disney Plus comes out, the streaming service. So the streaming wars are continuing. <sighs> this man has said the word, the, the phrase streaming wars no less than 37 times in my own home this week. And for the life of me, I can't get him to stop saying Because you get such good deals. Wars. I was like, oh, Disney Plus is only no, going to no, be like $8 because no, of the streaming wars. You don't say streaming wars because of the good deals. You say it to be aggravating. <laughs> anyway, Disney Plus is coming out. Don't Another say thing- streaming wars one more time. No, you said it. I don't have to say it Don't again. say it. Say what? You know what. <laughs> You wanted to say it right there. Um, I'm ready also because uh, uh, we're gearing up to go. I want to see some Disney movies. Yeah. Kind of re, you know, just get really excited and and have some build up towards it. Um, I ordered like this cool hoodie, which is a a Star Wars X-Wing pilot hoodie, which is going to be cool. Um, um, How many people you think are going to be wearing it in the park? You know, I thought about that. I was like, um, yeah, maybe. I'll probably see somebody else wearing it. Yeah. I don't think it's... Those, those hoodies, um, you know, you have to order ahead of time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there might be. Yeah. It's like that thing where, like, every six-year-old little girl says to herself, no one else is going to be wearing this bell outfit when I go. Only <laughs> me. It's just like that. Like every thirty-five-year-old man, like yourself, is thinking nobody else is going to be wearing this hoodie. Only me. I think people will wear the hoodie. I just, <laughs> I just think that if there's hoodies at the park, people are always unprepared at Disney. I feel like. Why? Like, like when it got cold that time that we went, uh, the last time that we went, you know, like everybody wasn't prepared for it to be that cold. We were prepared. I just feel like no. At I the, think at you're parks, thinking of. Um, 16-year-old girls who call it their duty to wear uh, too short of shorts. Yeah, but that was part their of the winky, reason. Like, let their winkies hang out. No, <laughs> no, they knew full on it was going to be 50 degrees. They chose those cut-off short shorts on purpose because they had sweaters. If you remember, oh gosh, we went at the end of January and there was like teenage girls everywhere wearing sweaters, like full-on bulky sweaters to keep your upper body warm. But like... Shorts the length the length of like men's tidy whitey underwears, mm. like short shorts. They knew they knew how cold it was gonna be. Hence the sweaters on the upper body. But they still had to show them <laughs> winkies off. They still, for you guys that don't know, I don't know if we've ever explained this on this podcast, but a winky is that 
bottom part where your butt meets your thigh that when you're walking it looks like two little <laughs> eyes winking back and forth. We call them winkies. Um, and anybody who's staring at that, we call them that they're on Winky Patrol. <laughs> boop, boop. And we go, wee-woo, wee-woo, Winky Patrol. Boop, boop. <laughs> so those young girls at the Disney park, they knew it was going to be cold, mm. but they chose those short shorts on purpose. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I felt that there was an unpreparedness, air of unpreparedness. Well, you were on Winky Patrol, <laughs> and you were afraid that <laughs> they were not prepared. <laughs> As any patrol officer feels, like, as he's checking out... Look, it's cold out there. (laughs) Be prepared. Be prepared. Um, (laughs) But merchandise... I feel like people buy the merchandise at the parks a lot, even if it's um, cold or hot or whatever. And so you see a lot of people wearing those same ones. Yeah, I feel that I do agree for rainy days. Yeah. I do. If a thunderstorm comes out of nowhere, there are a lot of people that are buying ponchos and stuff. Yeah, so that's what I think. I think that. So there's a chance that they may or or may not. But uh, this is one of the first times where I'm prepping ahead, buying even stuff ahead um, to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, When I look up stuff on Disney, like with this new Star Wars line, I I was kind of conflicted. I was like, part of me wants to be surprised in the experience or whatever. But the other part of me was like, I don't want to miss out or make the wrong choices. This is a one, one shot deal. It's really not. We're probably going to go back in two years. Yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, <laughs> contrarian. What I'm saying is that you're only going to experience it for the first time, the very first time. So it's just maximizing. But it, but, but, but I would argue oh, that Lord. if you, oh, 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 okay. if you uh, mi- all right, Donna. that if you miss something this time in two years, it will still be your first time. I would argue that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm super excited. We're going in December. Um, so will insurances go down with automatic uh, uh, a- autonomous vehicles? What's, what's your thought on that? What does that have to do no, with just, Disney? No, I just have a random question. When autonomous vehicles... Oh, here we go. <laughs> He's trying to call me out like a... Alan Partridge. Um, anyways, I will say that, okay, it was maybe three times ago that I went to Disney that we felt like the quality had gone down. Like, for instance, I'll give you an the example. Quality? Yeah. Um, we were in, um, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Carousel yeah. of Progress. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the name of it. Carousel of Progress, which people might not know, changed their song. They had a different song from 1971 up until the 90s. Um, But anyway, I digress. They changed their song, and it's a Carousel of Progress with a little... the, The guy goes around the different decades talking about how things have changed. The little dog... Is, is in every scene. The dog is yeah, wagging yeah, it. The animatronic that. dog is wagging his tail, and he's a part of every scene. Well, one time we went, and the dog's tail was hanging off. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is not Disney quality. Disney checks and double checks. Disney, Disney's a bunch of ninjas at night. Like Every single night when the park closes, they repaint. Mm. They, they get rid of gum. They scrape gum every single night, 365 days a year, Disney comes out and scrapes gum and repaints and does a maintenance. And, and I'm like, how is this dog's tail just hanging off? 
And I remember that wasn't the only thing. Like me and my sister, it was a time that my sister went and we were commenting like, is it just me? Or like, did they skip a night at Disney? <laughs> like, did, did was somebody on break and like snooze through this? So we were afraid for a hot minute. And this was like, yeah, this was the time that was like 11 years ago. We were afraid that Disney was like dropping the ball. But nope, Disney don't drop the ball, son. We went back like maybe four years after that. On top of it, everything's pristine. Everything's magical. They scrape the gum. They do the things. You don't see any trash on the ground. Everything's magical. It's just, they get you. They get you hooked. Like they just maintain everything nonstop, 24-7. And with them getting Star Wars, and then they have like Marvel stuff. In the pipeline, yeah. They just keep... They print their own money. Yeah. They, Disney just prints money every day. So it's like, why wouldn't they just keep you part, hooked? Part of me really wanted to do, and, and it really was a last minute decision that we made to go uh, join your your cousin there um, for her, her things that she's celebrating. But I like that I'm going within the first six months of something. Because you know where it loses quality or they skimp or they turn down things or they hike up prices because they know that something's very popular isn't like after that first year. Oh, You know, where yeah. they look at revenue and they're like, wow, this has really like gone up. We can charge a little bit extra. Or, you know, um, uh, this was too nice of a product to give out. Maybe we can lower the thing. Not that they do that, but... The temptation, I'm sure, is there with certain things. Yeah. Especially if they think it'll maintain the same quality. But, you know, it really doesn't. Like, yeah. it's always good to be in on the first thing. And y'all, keep us in your thoughts and prayers. Because the first Star Wars ride has already opened. The Smuggler's Run. It's already been open. The second one is supposed to open on December 5th. We're going on December 8th. <laughs> so, we're hoping... Disney doesn't change that plan and push back. We're hoping to be one of the first couple days of people to like ride that second ride, which should be super cool. Also, it's kind of scary because it's like it was supposed to be open when the first ride was open, but it didn't. Well, why? Hmm. And if we're in the first three days of people and experience it, what's going to happen to us? It's the 30 foot drop that everybody goes through on the ride. Didn't work out with the test <laughs> It's that 30-foot drop compared with the, um, the uh, what's it called, seizure-inducing seizure strobe lights nonstop <laughs> they're, they're while you're dropping the 30 feet. And they're like, oh, maybe um, putting everybody in a seizure on this first 30-foot drop wasn't a good idea. Let's redo it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're going to have the magic bands, which we didn't have last time. We didn't. Yeah. Like, why didn't we? Because I feel sure. like magic bands were out the last time we went, but yeah, we just didn't Yeah, I think it was like them. a choice of you could or you couldn't. You could either get the ticket cards or the magic band. Yeah, and so we're going to do the, yeah. the whole magic band thing. I really like like little things that I've learned about Disney. For instance, there's no red lights when something's not working. It's like green or blue. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I love that kind of process. Um, I read up on the Magic Bands a lot. They had like a whole, you know, there's sections of Disney uh, World where it's like a facade, you know, theater and, and gym, like a street town or whatever. But there were some of those 
edifices edifices were actually used for testing ground for like things like Magic Man. And who else do they know? Because it was just a project that they started to do. But um, they're really trying to get the immersive experience when you're there, which to their own fault, you can't really be fully immersed because there's so many people taking pictures in the park and tourists and, and, and just like yourself. So it's not just an experience for yourself. You kind of have to, it has to be an experience where you enjoy it with a large group of people as well. Mm. Um, so I'm certain, I'm certain that that's something that they discuss. Uh, would have been cool. Um, I always think about what I would have done differently in school and, and gone to school. How cool would it have been to be like a Disney Imagineer? I think that's probably one of the best jobs in the world. And whenever I see articles come out of them or what they're working on, I love to read them. Yeah. You know, just to make a better experience for kids and make them happier. I think that's really cool. I do think George missed his calling to be an engineer. I think uh, under a different set of circumstances growing up, you may have been a great engineer. But you just didn't know about that <coughs> particular field in, in the entryway into that field? Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, it's, it's something my dad never talked about, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <sighs> Little Orphan Annie story again. Uh, smallest violin in the world. It's getting right real old. Lord, it, listen, if any one of you listeners is, is George's dad out there, throw him a freaking bone. <laughs> Show up with free Disney tickets, please. Well, I'm well, getting tired of this song and dance. I have to say, just <laughs> a side note. One of the funniest things you've ever shown me is your friend Barry on Father's <laughs> Day. When he says, my favorite picture of me and my dad growing up. <laughs> it was just a black photo. It was all black. There was nothing on it. I <laughs> cried laughing about how amazing because he knew. Goodness. My favorite picture of my <laughs> uh, Things we shouldn't laugh about. Uh, we things we should not laugh uh, about. Coping mechanism. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm so obsessed with Star Wars Land that I can't even think. I remember, oh yeah, there's there's other parts of the park. So I'm going to enjoy Magic Kingdom, Epcot, which we love, Animal Kingdom, which is a lot of fun um, to walk around. Um, we got to look into the shows that they have. The Disney app is really cool, like, to schedule everything on there. I think it's going to be kind of cool to keep us organized and make sure we... Yeah. Because I feel like when you get there, also, some things you forget. Like, I really wanted to do that, whatever. One of the best things I had, they had the drawing class at Hollywood. Which they don't have anymore. Oh, they don't? No, they closed it down. Yeah, that was really fun to do. I thought it was a really nice experience to do it. Uh, Also, with all that walking, sometimes sitting down is a delight. That's the best. I know we're going in December this time. But growing up, and I can remember brutal summers where it's like a hundred degrees outside, and you're yeah. in your you're in line for your like ninetieth minute, and you're just like, dear God, please yeah. let it rain or something. See, <laughs> like, it's worth doing so that on a ride that you know and you just want to experience again. But man, it is it is hard to do something that long, and the ride wasn't as great as it right. was supposed to be. I felt like. The very first time we did the Snow White, because we did it twice, I think. Yeah, we did it that morning yeah. in the cold, yeah. and then that night it was like no line, hardly. Yeah, and that morning, that way for that ride, I felt not worth it. But when mm. we did it again at night, 
it was like, oh, this was cool. I think I was just frustrated. Yes. And another thing, well, no, another thing, I have another theory that some roller coasters go faster at night. Mm. And and I, I might be wrong. It could just be my own mind playing tricks on me. But if anybody out there, Mark Wahlberg, Jerry Seinfeld, has ever researched this, let us know because I feel like we rode that Snow White roller coaster in the morning where we waited in that long line with all those screaming kids. Then that night, we just went right on it because all the kids were gone. I feel like it went faster. And I was like, hmm, do these coasters go slower? The coasters that wear the smaller or not super small, but smaller kids are able to get on them because they're not like crazy roller coasters. Do they tone them down during the day? I don't know. And then they go faster at night because they're like, oh, less kids are going to be on them. I could be totally wrong. It could just have been my mind playing tricks on me, but I felt that it went faster. One thing I like about the roller coasters is don't you feel like it doesn't really matter where you sit on them? It's still a good experience throughout. Yeah. That's like, I feel like thing. if you go to Six Flags, yes, you got to be Those in front. big coasters, the ones that are like thrill-seeking coasters, yeah. if you are in the back, you go faster because the front pulls you. The front pulls you yeah. everywhere. So the back of the coaster is faster, it seems like. But Being the, in the front is also a cool experience, but you got to wait longer for front lines. Yeah. At least that's what I remember from. Six Flags, I did get to go when I just like was getting into my teenage years. Um, they had like a Six Flags. Um, Queens? No, no. <laughs> a Six Flags Astoria Boulevard? <laughs> no, no, but... Uh, it was just one dude in a cut-off tank top. And I'm like, you want to get on the ride? No. Um, <laughs> they had a, a Six Flags uh, like field trip, but you needed a... You needed your parents' signature, and um, didn't quite get that, so I was the, the kid at school. Don't even say. It was because <laughs> your dad wasn't around to sign it. Your mom could have signed it. But she wasn't giving me $60 to do <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but I would have loved to, so that was a, a cool to go when I was older. Six Flags was a, a cool experience. Kind of got, which I bet you if I go now to Six Flags, I'd be like, what is this garbage? Oh no, son! I'd go to six, a six, any Six Flags in a heartbeat. Any Six Flags. Well, you're making me sound real horrible on my comment about it being garbage in comparison. Yeah, to you should feel horrible. Well, okay, let's be fair. It's you can't put it in the same platform as oh, Disney. Oh, okay. But it's not garbage. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'd Sorry. go to any Sorry, Six, six flags. flags. Um, tell the and if you're and listening. Six flags. Tell that dancing grandpa I'm sorry. Yeah, in a heartbeat. And what happened to the dancing grandpa? What happened to Six Flags? I felt like there was... Well, I'll tell you what happened. It turned the year 2000. (laughs) As with a lot of things. (laughs) And it went away. And people were just not happy with that dancing grandpa. It was... No. Unholy. No. Shouldn't be right. I don't even want to know what's going to go away the minute that clock hits midnight on December 31st of this year. Are we going to be in a whole new decade, 2020? It's like immediately overnight, like, I don't know. uh, Harry Harry Styles is just going to disappear. Yeah. The (laughs) M&M store on Times Square closes down permanently. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> if it's not already, we don't know. <laughs> or they just make it as it should be, one floor. Nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so who, who needs that valuable retail space? Not them. But seriously, like midnight, like a bunch of things are going to disappear. Like, yeah, like well-known people right now are just going to disappear because it's going to be a new decade. That's what happens. I will tell you right now. I'm calling it right now. That's when we start recording season three of Currently. When? With George and Donna. 2020. December, wait, January 1st? Yeah. Probably after midnight. December 31st of 2019. All right, let's do it. And then, well, wait, let's do it on January 2nd so that we can comment on everything that disappeared (laughs) on January 1st. Because the reports will be out by that time. Yeah, we're like, you guys, it's a new millennium. Guess what's not around anymore? Taylor Swift. (laughs) She's gone. She just disappeared. Like, she done. But you know what will be around? (laughs) The point of this podcast. Disney World will still be around, guys. <laughs> oh, Disney World is going to own your butts. Disney World, Disney World, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, and what else? Like, uh, there's one. Oh, oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Foot Locker. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Foot Locker. <laughs> what if Disney, Mark Zuckerberg, Google, and Foot Locker, Locker owned everything? the world, everything? yeah. Because think about it, right? That kind of makes sense now that you think about it. You need shoes to walk around in. Because Who has the market corner? Because unbeknownst to anybody, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk were like private owners of Foot, Foot Locker. Locker. Yeah. yeah. And, and it has to be a physical place. Right. See, they're like, oh, yeah, you want to shop online for shoes? You Go ahead. Keep ordering from Zappos, you idiots. <laughs> 2020 rolls around. We going to be it. I hope you signed up for their membership. All right, babies, we love you so much. Thank you for sticking around. Get your membership to Foot Locker as soon as you can. All right, bye, babies. Love you. Bye.